Music with a message on the Messenger of Good News. We are KFUO Radio. I'm Gary Duncan. It's so good to be with you during the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our Moment in Creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Hi, Pastor Worth. Hi, Gary. So today you want to talk about artificial intelligence and uh, protein. Are they creating their own proteins? Well, let me tell you about okay. that. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, there's an article that I found uh, over at uh, ScienceDaily.com, and it says, AI technology generates original proteins from scratch. Natural language model jumpstarts protein design with creation of active enzymes. Well, let's start back at the beginning here. First of all, what is AI? Artificial intelligence, according to Wikipedia, is intelligence perceiving, synthesizing, and inferring information demonstrated by machines as opposed to intelligence displayed by non-human animals and humans. Uh, Example tasks in which this is done include speech recognition, computer vision, translation between natural languages, as well as other mapping of inputs. So you and I have probably run into artificial intelligence in the language realm if we have uh, used chat boxes on a computer or something like that. Many of us these days might be typing, whether on a smartphone or on our computer, and the computer will finish your sentence for you, or at least anticipate the next word or phrase that you're going to type so that you can save a couple of strokes by saying, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. And you just uh, click the right button there, and it will keep on going. So that's artificial intelligence. Computers have learned human language and can anticipate what you're going to say and help you with through writing. In fact, it's gotten so advanced, you maybe saw the article back in December that professors, programmers, and journalists are all shocked uh, that they may soon be out of a job because of uh, an Elon Musk-founded group called OpenAI Foundation has created computers that are able to write college-level essays that can even fool professors. So it's uh, kind of impressive to what the computer technology has done. Well, let's bring this back over to biology, and we were saying that this has something to do with the creation versus evolution debate. This article at Science Daily is claiming that this artificial intelligence technology has been able to generate proteins from scratch. Well, let's read a little bit from that article, uh, which is based on something from the University of California, San Francisco, and a professor there, James Frazier, who has his Ph.D. and is professor of bioengineering and therapeutic services, and he wrote an article in Nature Biotechnology, and so they took this amazing information technology from computers that have to do with learning language, human languages, and they used it to try to see what it could do in terms of producing the language of DNA. And so uh, to create the model, scientists simply fed the amino acid sequences of 280 million different proteins of all kinds into the machine learning model, and it let it digest the information for a couple of weeks Then they fine-tuned the model by priming it with 56,000 sequences from five lysozyme families, along with some contextual information about these proteins. The model quickly generated a million sequences, and the research team selected 100 to test 
based on how closely they resembled the sequences of natural proteins, as well as how naturalistic the artificial intelligence proteins underlying amino acids, grammar, and semantics were. Out of this first batch of 100 proteins, which were screened in vitro by Tierra Biosciences, the team made five artificial proteins to test in cells and compared their activity to an enzyme found in the whites of chicken eggs known as hen egg white lysozyme. Similar lysozymes are found in human tears, saliva, and milk, and they there defend against bacteria and fungi. Two of the artificial enzymes were able to break down the cell walls of bacteria with activity comparable to H. EWL, yet their sequences were only about 18% identical to one another. The two sequences were about 90% and 70% identical to any known protein. And the article goes on to point out that just one mutation in a natural protein can make it stop working. But in a different round of screening, the team found that the AI-generated enzyme showed activity even when as little as 31.4% of their sequence resembled any known natural protein. Uh, And then at the end of this article, the scientist is pointing out uh, how many combinations you can have. It says, with proteins, the design choices were almost limitless. Lysozymes are small as proteins go, with up to about 300 amino acids. But with 20 possible amino acids, there are an enormous number, 20 to the 300th power of possible combinations. That's greater than taking all the humans who lived throughout time, multiplied by the number of grains of sand on Earth, multiplied by the number of atoms in the universe. That's a lot. Okay, so let's kind of back up and say, so what does any of this mean in regard to creation versus so evolution. The AI created a basically a template and in the in the labs humans followed their instructions to create these proteins. The AI actually didn't create the proteins, just the pattern. Correct. For okay. There you go. So what what it's doing, you know, since they were feeding the coded information, the sequences of amino acids that are found in already existing proteins in the world, and they gave that information to the computer and let it have a couple of weeks to digest it and think about it, and then they use, again, 56,000 sequences from five families of proteins that we already have and know in nature, and then uh, the model created a million sequences. That's like if you were writing sentences, as you know, putting all these in a particular order, but the That was just spitting that out from the computer. So the scientists themselves have to go to the lab and put together the ingredients, which, again, they're not really doing that from scratch. They're not starting just with carbon and hydrogen and oxygen and nitrogen and and mixing that together. No, no. What they're doing is they're taking stuff that already comes from living things, sugars and other things that come from plant and animal material, from bacteria and other things, and then they can take some of those things, put them in the blender, take out the parts they want, want, put them together in the order that the computer suggested, and then test them. And so out of a million possible sequences that the computer generated, the team, this is human beings, selected 100 to test, and then they broke that down to five to try, and out of the five, 
two worked in order to do something very similar to a kind of enzyme that's found in hen egg uh, whites. And, and, you know, the scientists recognized the similarity to that, and so they wanted to see if in a lab it would work. And in a lab, it did work to break down the cell walls of bacteria. So they're saying, ta-da, it worked, even though it's not identical to ones found in nature. So they're considering this to be a big success. Well, again, what, what's, what are the implications regarding the whole creation versus evolution debate? I want to point out to our listeners that this is not random. If you talk about evolution being this random process, so there's no God involved, it just happens naturally over millions and billions of years that things happen randomly. randomly. This wasn't random at all. You had world-class scientists were Working with human-produced supercomputers and supercomputer programs, doing intelligently designed experiments in state-of-the-art facilities using and modifying already existing uh, biological material that they can recombine as they will to try to create something. And then, out of all the many, many, many possible combinations, intelligent scientists selected ones that they already recognized that were similar to already existing living uh, proteins and enzymes to test in a lab. And what do you know? They worked kind of. Kind okay? of. <laughs> kind of. So you don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of implications. So what would happen in a real-life application? Would it work? Would it not work? Would it cause cancer? You know, would there be other things that they hadn't foreseen yet? So, again, this doesn't point to evolution at all. What it points to is intelligent design. It shows that life is extremely complex, even when they admitted at the end that the, that the protein, the enzyme that they had selected was one of the simplest, having only 300 amino acids in its sequence, as opposed to the millions and millions of other proteins that were mentioned earlier that have much longer uh, DNA uh, combinations and amino acid sequences. And it's not only the sequence of the amino acids, it's also how they're folded like origami that have an influence on the genes and how they're expressed and so forth. Life is extremely complicated, so complicated that scientists have not you know, been able to create it in the lab. And even something like this, you know, which they did create in the lab, took lots of intelligent people and still showing that it takes intelligent manipulation of already existing material to do this. So again, it points to creation as the best explanation of where life came from, and evolution doesn't hold a candle to that, doesn't stand a chance. Right. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? I would like to do that as we read from Romans chapter 1, that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who have in their unrighteousness suppressed the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature 
have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that men are without excuse. So we pray, Lord God, Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks and praise for your wisdom and power displayed in creation. We recognize from creation that you are God, but we thank you that you've given us a clear revelation of yourself, not only in creation, but especially in your word, the Bible, and its central message of salvation by grace alone through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Help us, O Lord, from becoming too big for our britches, for thinking we're smarter than you. Instead, help us in humility and faith to bow before you, recognizing you as our supremely wise creator and our supremely uh, gracious Savior. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Worth, for being on the program today. My pleasure. We are listener-supported KFUO. We are the messenger of good news.